0: show? Yeah. To the show?
1: Yeah.
0: What show? The show? The Sergeant Pepper Show? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, whether you're sitting down or standing up or doing the dishes, it's time for the Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band Good Time podcast, the only podcast in the world. Today and tomorrow that signifies, biographies,
1: identifies, and Sigmund Freudifies all the figures on the 1967 cover of the Beatles. Sergeant Sergeant Peppers. Lonely. Lonely Club. Hearts.
0: Band. Band. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the impeccable
1: Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis. And Wallace Berman, tell me about Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis is a fun one, because Some Like It Hot is one of my favorite comedy movies that I've only ever seen once, but remember really well. Born in June of 1925. He was the oldest of three boys, and he had a pretty traumatic childhood. If you want to dig deeper, I'm going to keep this light. But we'll say he was a bit of a delinquent in his teen years. He was in a neighborhood gang by the age of 11. So I guess you could say that uh, Tony Curtis was like a real life Bowery Boy. Bowery Boy. He was doing Bowery Boy shenanigans. Most of it was truancy and stealing from like dime stores, which is like the exact plot of almost every Bowery Boys movie. I bet he and Hunts Hall probably had a lot to talk about. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, he learned how to act by pretending to be Italian while in Italian neighborhoods. He was basically also the inspiration for Andrew Dice Clay, a Jewish guy pretending to be Italian. He joined the Navy in 1944, and he served aboard the submarine USS Dragonette, which is a sweet name for an ocean submersible. His inspiration for joining the Navy was, uh was Cary Grant, who is one of my oh. top favorite actors. How, how does that happen? It was like, a, I forget what the name of the movie was, but it was like a movie that Cary Grant did. It was like a war movie, a oh. ja- Japanese, yeah, and, and he saw that and he was like, man, I want to go to World War II, and then he did it. <laughs> and then it ended up uh, paying for his acting school because he also used the GI Bill. Some Like It Hot, one of my favorites. Also probably one of his most famous movies. Yeah, it also has Jack Lemmon. Marilyn Monroe's in it. Supposedly she had a really hard Marilyn Monroe. Mm -hmm. She was uh, some some playboy, playmate back... She was like the first playboy playmate. Mm -hmm. I think one time some wind blew up her dress and someone saw that. And they were like, wow, she's got a very sexy nudity to her. And then... She got a phone call the next day from Hugh Hefner, and he was like, I I heard that some wind blew up your dress, and it looked real good. Do you want to be on the cover of this magazine that I'm making? And she was like, I don't know if I have enough clothes to wear. And he was like, no, 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 don't worry about it. You don't have to wear anything. And then uh, that's, yeah, And and then after that, Jack Lemmon saw that, and he was like, Yo, we need her in this movie. And Tony Curtis was like, "You betcha. Couldn't and, say it better myself." Yeah, but she could but she couldn't act. If you've ever seen Marilyn Monroe act in a movie, it's not very good. It's like all she's doing is just her very very best to stay sexy. It's like she's worried that she might not be sexy for a second and she's working real and she is working hard. Focused. Yeah, she's super focused. So there's no time for her to like actually do like any emotional work because that would it's like you turn your back for one second, you know? It's like World War Two. You turn your back for one second, that's it. You got a bullet in the head. But Perfect yeah. Perfect analogy. Tony Curtis loved Cary Grant. He based his whole character in some like a hot on Cary Grant. He admitted to it. Um Well, very influential to him, no doubt. Yeah, he loved Cary Grant. Destination Tokyo, that was the name of the movie that inspired him. And they he, they ended up both working together in nineteen fifty-nine in the movie Operation Petticoat. If they had promoted the movie Operation Petticoat under their real names, like if they went on a promotional tour and used their real names on those posters, it would have said Operation Petticoat, starring Archibald Leach and Bernard Schwartz. <laughs> I'll let you decide who's who. Tony Curtis made over 100 films in his lifetime, all of which I'm going to list in a moment. But if that wasn't enough, he also married, at one point in his life, Janet Leigh, the first Scream Queen. Janet Leigh, psycho. Yeah, the one who gets stabbed all those times right in the beginning of the movie. Great acting. By the shower curtain in that scene. Yes, right? That, that shower curtain had gone through so much. Focused. Oh, my God. I'm sure, I'm sure Alfred Hitchcock had to pull Janet aside so many times, tell her to be nicer to that curtain, because she was messing that curtain up. So then, yeah, they had a kid together, and that child was Jamie Lee Curtis, the other top screen queen. Huh. So Tony Curtis is also king of the Scream Queens, I guess. Yeah. Oh, you, so she's his he daughter. He married a Scream Queen and then wow. had a Scream Queen daughter. Very cool. Mm-hmm. He lived to be 85 years old.
0: We got Wallace Berman. Okay. Wallace Berman, uh, American. Uh, again, another American on this road. So a lot of Americans. this time for a... For a British band. Uh, born in uh, 1926, uh, he uh, made collages, which not unto like they want this cover to be. Right, so I was just gonna say. I think it's uh, there to support that theory. Like, oh, and he probably did it, or he helped. Um, but he is sort of the first guy to make like a zine, in a way. He would have this zine that was called Semina, which is like a seminar without an R, and it wouldn't feature poetry and um,
1: short stories, essays, uh, pictures. Wait, I thought you had to be a lady to make a zine. Is, I that, thought is, zines, that a, is that a requisite? I thought zines were a thing that ladies made, that they would cut out of magazine pictures and then take selfies with their friends and write diary entries, and then they would photocopy them. I thought that's what oh. zines were. I always thought zines were like... Small
0: magazines. Anyone like can make periodicals. one. Periodicals. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like a like a chapbook or something. Yeah, not to be confused with a chat GPT book.
1: So he was the first person to make zines. In essence,
0: I mean that's m- kind of what I felt
1: these looked like. Uh, nowhere says that, but I'm saying it. Debbie Harry was yeah. the first rapper to get in the Billboard 100 from Blondie. So, no, oh. I believe it. Got it. Uh, yeah, so like for the
0: 1950s and 60s, around you know, um, like the time of Dion and such, um, some people that wrote in it were like Bukowski and Burroughs, um, Burroughs who we'll be talking about. Did we talk about him already? I'm, I'm...
1: it's all blur.
0: Yeah, I know. Remember that other episode? I don't know. No. Don't, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, the um, what's to say here? Oh yeah, um, for w- whether it's interesting or not. I uh, started as a, um, working in a furniture factory. That's where he likes to start putting things together. it's where he liked doing his art.
1: Uh, so, um, Kind of like a Jack White type?
0: Yeah, I, I get the taxidermy sort of hmm. feel. But I mention it only because if he was building furniture, he could have also built that crate, the time-traveling crate.
1: Did we talk about that already? Uh, I think <laughs> we did.
0: If not, Beatles' album yesterday and today has Paul sitting in a time
1: traveling well it looks like a time machine yeah. of some maybe not a machine maybe mm, some no, maybe no more of like a maybe more more of um like a time sculpture right like the what what are those things those big circular things circles that uh, macgyver used to go through stargates portals stargates yeah stargates
0: yeah, yeah. so um, it could be
1: something like that yeah, him
0: with a little help from... Uh, His friends. Including, but not limited to, uh, Aleister Crowley and Poe and, and Young, you, would you know, need going you would, into
1: the subconscious. You know, for sure. Yeah. You need all those dudes, especially Crowley, because yeah. Crowley's the one... He's like the electrician, right? You got all these evil philosophers... And they're doing evil philosophy, but Crowley's the electrician. He's the one that knows how to wire it all together. You've got the good as well. Though you got like the Hindu
0: deities, they're not, not deities, but the gurus, you know. They're
1: all evil so too. This is a
0: Protestant album. If <laughs> What is evil anyway? What's good, what's bad? Things
1: just are. Yeah. I guess that's what if that's what uh George Harrison would have you believe. George Harrison
0: George Harrison, George Harrison, didn't work. No, I thought if I said his name three times, he might so he show, would show up. up? Yeah, nah. no, we'll try it again some other time. He always said he was going to die when he was fifty, and he did on his fiftieth birthday. Actually, he was actually killed by a
1: drunk driver, which is
0: very sad. Do not drink and drive unless you think you can do it.
1: Would you think that he did it on purpose? As some sort of uh Some he... people don't like to be wrong.
0: I mean, if he was involved in some sort of conspiracy, maybe he only had fifty years to be here. Maybe he, like he knew something, you know, and like he knew that was only gonna have fifty years and
1: oh
0: and it was on the money. Like to balance the equilibrium of yeah. the
1: universe or something?
0: Well, to that was his reward for being a part of this big... So
1: he sacrificed himself to yeah. some sort of evil. Yeah. Do you think they threw him in the box? Afterwards. Mm.
0: <laughs> How mm. old
1: was he when the picture was taken?
0: Uh,
1: on the day
0: um, 41. Well, he was 41 on the day that they all got together, so less than 41.
1: But that leaves nine years in the negative space. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine.
0: Are you tired of saying the n- number, number nine over and over again? Well, stop it. Buy the Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band number nine. Because single today and just hit play. You can stop your incantations and let your stereo do it for you.
1: Tony Curtis enters the bedroom, looking curious. May, what's all the commotion in the other room? I heard you entertaining, none other than Edgar Allan Poe himself. Oh, Tony, darling, you know me. I
0: can't resist bringing some lively company into my world. Poe and I are having a little
1: tete-a-tete, filled with poetry and intrigue. Poetry and intrigue? Sounds fascinating. Mind if I join in for the fun?
0: Well, Tony... I suppose an extra dash of charm and charisma wouldn't hurt.
1: Come, let's make
0: our way to the parlor and see what wonders Poe has in store for us. Mm. They walk to the parlor, where Edgar Allan Poe sits, brooding yet intrigued. Mr. Poe, what a pleasure to have you in my humble abode. Allow me to introduce Tony Curtis, a dear friend and a man of many
1: talents. Pleasure to make your acquaintance, Mr. Curtis. I see you have a lively energy about you. The pleasure is all mine, Mr. Poe. Your works have captivated the world, and it's an honor to be in your presence.
0: Gentlemen, let's have a comfortable and intrigue and in some poetic revelry. Mm. Tony,
1: why don't you start us off with a verse? I know you have a way with words. Well, May, since you insist, let, let me just recite a line from one of my favorite poems. In night, the diamond of the soul shines bright, unveiling secrets that lie beyond the light.
0: Bravo, Tony. Your words dance like the stars in the sky. Now, Mr. Poe, it's your turn. Give us a taste of your dark enchantment.
1: Quoth the raven, nevermore he said, a whisper from the shadows of the dead.
0: Oh, how beautifully macabre, Mr. Poe. Your words send shivers down my spine. Now let me add my own touch of May West charm to the mix. I see the moon, it's shining bright, but honey,
1: I'm the only one who steals the night. May, you always know how to add a touch of sass to any poetic gathering. Winks.
0: Well, Tony, darling, life is too short to be anything but
1: fabulous. Let's keep the poetic magic flowing. They continue reciting verses, creating a blend of laughter, darkness, and irresistible charm as the night unfolds. Do you think uh, would be Tony Curtis today? Tony Curtis today. I I think Don Draper. Who the uh, John Ham. John Ham. Yes, yeah, so John Ham. That's good. Who, uh, who, who else would there be? Tony Curtis was handsome, but he was Jewish. Not, but he was Jewish. I meant he was handsome and Jewish, but he looked like he was Italian. That was the whole thing. Is he was kind of doing this Rat Packy thing, you know? Mm-hmm. He looked like he'd be one of Sinatra's boys, which he could have been. Sammy Davis Jr. was Jewish. Adam Sandler. That was handsome, but not handsome enough. Andrew Dice Clay. Very handsome. Love the ladies. Or pretends to. But he's a comedian though. Why can't we just find a scumbag that's not a comedian? Who's a scumbag that's not a comedian? An actor, though? Mark Wahlberg. Okay, I see where you're going. Mark Wahlberg was in a gang. Uh-huh. He was a tough kid. Yeah. Yeah. He was a troublemaker.
0: Marky Mark.
1: Uh-huh. Turned his life around, started doing buddy comedies. There it is. With Will Ferrell.
0: Yeah. Imagine Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg and some like that. hot.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, this has been the math corner, <laughs> the blackboard, <laughs> which there's no blackboard in here, but uh there is a lovely black soundproofing thing. Yeah, that I,
1: that enhances here. the <laughs> serial killer vibe. Have we said where we were? Body horror. Yeah, Golden Ox Studios. Golden Ox Studios. fantastic. Cleveland. Every you know, every Tremont time I come here, I feel great. Yeah. I feel like I'm about to get murdered, but I know I'm not going to. It's like being on a roller coaster. You know you're safe, even though you don't feel safe. There's mystique
0: and intrigue. It's kind of like being in the and then like the the black the black uh, lodge. In Twin Peaks, too? I kind of get that feel. Oh,
1: yeah, there's little people all over the place. Yeah, and like statues, missing limbs. I feel bad that we're ignoring them.
0: Yeah, they're ignoring us, really. Yeah. They're there for a long time. Oh, thank you for
1: the coffee. No, scuttle scuttle away. Scuttle away.
0: Pepper, but instead of his face, it's just a QR code.
1: That would be
0: that goes to our link tree. That would be awesome. Can Sergeant we do Pepper that? wants you.
1: Oh, we can do that. We yeah. did do that. Did we do that yet? I don't know. Did we? Tune in next week and find out. Thanks for listening.
0: Yeah, is that the end? I don't know. Did we do it all? <laughs> Did we? We replaced them? Yeah. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about a comic, Tommy Handley. Tommy Handley. Tommy Handley. And you guessed it. Marilyn
1: Monroe. Marilyn Monroe.